It's the Exit 52 podcast presented by Jimmy Seafood, the only Baltimore podcast with a host recording live from Pinehurst. We'll get to that at some point here, Banks. We'll, we'll talk about your Pinehurst experience this week. But let's talk Ravens football first. Coming off of, you can go back and listen to the incident analysis if you want to hear us just absolutely lose our minds about the Ravens game on Thursday. But a couple of days were refreshed heading into the contest this week. Uh, the first, the big news is, I, I will get to it, and then we'll, we'll get into the preview. Le'Veon Bell, see ya. What a tenure. Gone, what was, cut. What was your favorite, your favorite Le'Veon Bell moment as the Raven? I would I say today when people were freaking out about him getting cut when he was barely on the team and didn't play well, I think that was my favorite part. Like, oh, I'm so upset about this. Like, yeah, I mean. I mean I'll go the other way. Just like when we signed him, it was like, hey, what is life? We just signed Le'Veon Bell. The people being like, holy shit, we just got a Pro Bowl running back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was a sweet moment. Yeah. ESPN's headline, closing bell. Ravens wave former Pro Bowl. It's mm, quality headline. That's quality. I mean, that's why you did, pay those did guys. You, did you see, I guess he's had his Instagram bio that has like hashtag over the hill, hashtag old, hashtag washed up. I think he's had it for a while. And I think Fox Sports like tweeted out a screenshot and was like, Le'Veon Bell, like updates his bio. And our boy Ramey was like, nah, it's been like that for a while, guys. But <laughs> keep on pushing that narrative. Breaking news. Yeah, no, the same thing we've known for a while. Yeah. He scored those, he scored a big couple big touchdowns, at least one of them. 2.7 two, yards two. per carry. 2.7 yards per carry. 83 yards on 31 attempts. Scored two touchdowns. 31 would attempts. Think, he got 31 attempts. You would think this would indicate oh. that Latavius Murray is on his way back from injury this week. Um but yeah, this could be it for Le'Veon Bell. I mean, he, you know, in and all, there's always be- there's always hope in a place like Houston. I feel like Houston is a safe haven for running backs that are way over the hill these days. I think that's that's where he's got to look. I I already saw some Titans fans being like, "Whoa, kick the tires!" And like, no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. We don't Ravens do now have Latavius Murray, Devontae Freeman, who's really been the lead back for about three weeks. And then Tyson Williams are the three running backs on the 53-man roster. Nate McCrary on the practice squad. So four running backs within the organization. You would think this will mean, as I said, Latavius Murray will be back this week. It also maybe could open the door for Tyson Williams to get back onto the active roster on uh, the game day roster. We shall see. Um, but I, I, this is the, the Ravens at some point were probably going to make this move. They ran out of the, like, you know, essentially transaction clause to stick him back on the practice squad, re-elevate him, stick him back on the practice squad. And then when Latavius Murray got hurt, it was like, all right, he will be on the team for a few more weeks, but it just, it felt like it was, he was not going to last through the season when you watched the lack of production week to week. Yeah, I mean, we've had this rotation of running backs thrown through, and it felt like you wanted to figure out if they weren't, if one of them wasn't going to emerge and be like the guy that should be, gosh, I freaking hate the term bell cow. It's such an annoying term that's come into the lexicon the last couple of years. But if one was going to emerge as a number one guy, if one wasn't going to emerge, you wanted the, the stable to kind of, carve out niches in terms of who gets carries when and what they do. And uh, it seems like the, the downhill running back that picks up a couple yards after contact and, and isn't necessarily the speedy guy, but, but, you know, runs tough and makes it, you know, wears down defenders. I feel like we have quite a few of those, at least with the, 
you know, the personnel that we have already and Le'Veon Bell is just not the fit. And we've talked in podcasts in the past about him and his timing with the running and all those types of things, but there is a fit. Yeah. It just, it just didn't work out, which is fine. It's, it's kind of what you sign up for in scenarios like these, where it's boomer boss. Let's see if he still has the magic, whatever. He hardly had anything out of the backfield. I mean, I can't remember him getting many targets, but when he was at his prime, he was going out wide in a lot of formations for the Steelers and, and bringing a lot to the table. He didn't bring those things to the table whatsoever, the Ravens. And so, Hey, you know, whatever, like, you, you ran off the numbers, 2.7 yards per carry, 31 carries. Like it wasn't, it's not a huge sample size, but it's also enough to say like, okay, I don't, you know, sayonara, you know, there's other fish in the sea. We'll be all right. Again, I think it just, like you talked about before, it just kind of clears up the muddied water that is the Ravens backfield right now. And, you know, probably all signs probably point to, to Latavius coming back. And I mean, Tyson, who's in the, doghouse for god knows what reason um it, it didn't seem like it was anything on the field for him um but yeah because now it just seems like i mean those are the guys that they're going to go down the stretch with barring any other injuries is latavius tyson and and Devontae, i mean are we calling him the juice man because he's every time i feel like he's running the ball it's like okay there's a nice there's some nice you know burst there and it looks like he has something it was more it was more than what Le'Veon had take away for that run against the Vikings in overtime that, that pretty much won them that game. But um, yeah, I mean, it's, it seems like the Ravens running back backfield is, is coming more clearly in the picture. Yeah. I think we thought that maybe Le'Veon Bell post Vikings game could turn into, Hey, the Ravens need a little bit more of a power back and he runs a little bit with, you know, a little less of that vaunted patience and a little more downhill uses size, but that was a stretch, I, I think, to make based on how he's always played. It would have taken a total style change, I think, for him to have been, you know, a consistent game finisher, you know, with the Ravens pounding the rock like that. I don't even know against some teams if the Ravens can finish games that way with the way their offensive line changes week to week. I don't know if they have the run blocking capacity to, you know, throw the ball to Le'Veon Bell five times on a drive and get a bunch of first downs. First of all, because you have Lamar Jackson in the backfield, so you're going to give him the ball um, on some of those plays. And second, I just don't know if you have the line to do it. So, you know, it was a nice, you know, kick of the tires to throw him in there and hope that maybe you could recapture some of the magic. 29 years old, such a good career at times, but not there. Devontae Freeman clearly has been more effective. Latavius Murray has been clearly more effective. So those guys get the ball. And then we'll see what they do with Tyson Williams. As you said, one of the weirder storylines that we don't have a clear explanation for throughout the year is is his emergence in the preseason, his emergence in game one, and then him just, you know, going into one of the all-time doghouses for a team that l- needs running backs. He just is not playing. So we'll see that how it develops as we go into the week, but that is sort of the, the breaking news that happened today. Uh, but it's the Chicago Bears on Sunday, boys, 1 o'clock, CBS. Um, once again, oh, yeah, the A-team. It's the A-team. It's the A-team. I saw that, and I was like, it's oh, Nance, it's Romo, it's Tracy Wolfson. First time since week 11 of last year, I read. Credit to Jonas. Which, do we know what game that was? I don't remember. I didn't look it up. I just saw the tweet. Um, so yeah, that, that t- such is life. I didn't look anything up. I just, I just read the tweet. I <laughs> moved on. Um, once again, we talked about this two-game stretch as a stretch that the Ravens should really go 2-0 and They're 0-1 in it so far. 
thoughts on this game. I, I, I want, against a rookie quarterback, this is normally a game that the Ravens win. I think this is a game where a lot of people are, at least from a national perspective, they saw Justin Fields come up big in moments against the Steelers there on Monday Night Football a couple of weeks ago. They just had a bye week, so that's something to be on our toes about. This is this seems going to be fresh. They've had their opportunity to, you know, Justin Fields has started for four or five, maybe a little, a few more weeks now. Um, this might be a good week for him to kind of digest what he's learned and try to like parlay it into something more. And he's got a lot of momentum coming off of that second half against Pittsburgh. Now, with that said, I think we were recording the night that game was played and we're sitting here and we're looking at their offense, the Chicago bears offense. And we're basically like, they are so bad. They're remarkably bad. And what I think that was, was just the encapsulation of, and, and this is something, this is the type of game that I think Baltimore people can relate to the kind of game where it's just a complete mud fight for a handful of drives for the majority of the game. And then all the team needs is to put together a drive or two. And that's the difference in a game. And that was a game that was a mud fight, I think for three quarters and, and Justin Fields found it for a couple drives there. And when you do that on a thing like Monday night football and you, you take the lead against a premier franchise, like the Pittsburgh Steelers, the way that he did people buy more stock into a drive like that, than maybe they should. You know, I, I'm a Justin Fields guy. I think I've been, I think I've mentioned that a few times on the podcast. I think he's going to do a lot of great things, but I think that there's a sentiment, like a sentiment that he's trending up hard. Um, and I don't know that he's necessarily gotten to the place where some people think he is, where he, you know, is going to be a threat on more drives than not. And there, at, the, at the helm of it, it's still Matt Nagy. You, there were so many times in that game, and the other, you know, the rest of the season, if you're watching Chicago Bears games where this guy gets in the way of his football team so much. And so, you know, with, with an extended week for John Harbaugh after a tough loss, I feel really good about a guy like John Harbaugh getting his team back in the right place and get the mentality in the right place, going into a place against a team with a coach who's kind of a laughing stock and a rookie quarterback that you got to be on your toes about, but isn't quite there yet in my opinion it's hard not to feel have some degree of confidence going in here road game it is a road game cold it's probably cold weather but i feel good about it personally i mean it we've talked about some of these offenses that the Ravens have played in the past and like you said we talked about it i think live watching the game i think the bears offense and whether it be the personnel they have the injuries that they you know have had to david montgomery and some other guys or if it's Matt Nagy, I, I think this offense stinks. And again, I, I like I'm with you on Justin Fields. Like I think he's going to be good. He's talented. Um, the fourth, yeah, hundred. He's definitely talented. He's a playmaker. I mean, we've seen him make plays with his feet now. Um, we saw it at Ohio State. So it, the, the potential is there. I think the surrounding cast around him. It, I mean, I think I think Allen Robinson is is. I think he's just a big body. I don't think he's anything special at all. Darn, Darnell Mooney is. He's, he's had a good couple games. I mean, outside of that, I, I think David Montgomery is a good running back. And I think, is he back this week? I don't think he was back last week. Um, David, they're kind of like the Ravens where they've had the rotating guys in the backfield with the injuries. 
had Khalil Herbert, you had playoff Damian, you got guys like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, maybe it is Matt Nagy and the play calling because I, I mean, you know, we, we all follow big cat and we see everything he says about the bears and that offense. And it's, I can't imagine sitting there and watching a team like that week in and week out. And yeah, I mean, th- this seems like an offense where it's like wink. We'll take a look at it and just be like, I, I think we got this one boys. Like it doesn't like, again, like, like we, we talked about it with the dolphins. I can't see the bears coming up and putting up 31 points against you know, the Ravens defense, no matter how, no matter how bad they are. Um, I just don't think they have the firepower to do it. it it'll, it'll be an interesting game to see how they attack them. Cause again, I mean, send someone after fields and and try and buzz his tower a little bit and get him get his confidence rattled i mean i think that's ultimately and we we kind of did this last week where we obsessed in the preview about and i was leading the charge on miami has no chance to hurt the ravens there's nothing they can do to them blah 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 which was true like that fleshed out to be true for four quarters miami had nothing they could do offensively but the Ravens couldn't score. So the Ravens have got to figure out a way to score. And especially if this is one of those games, if you score early, you win. If you go up 10-0, if you go up 13-0, hell, if they go up 7-0 and walk down the field on the first drive, I don't think there's much that Chicago's going to be able to do. But if you let them sit in this game and go three and out a couple times and blah, 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 that's when you open this game up to Chicago and allow maybe Justin Fields to get himself into the game or – pull out a couple of trick plays, whatever they have to do. Dave Montgomery runs the ball. Well, you know, they, they get going against, you know, and the Ravens defensive line doesn't play as well as they did last week. Then they have a chance to sit in the game. This is about, yeah. this is about an adjustment against the a Bears defense. That's decent. It's a pretty good defense. And good. this is about Greg Roman and Lamar Jackson to me. This is, this is about a response. This is about an offensive response to a gigantic issue on Thursday. Yeah. Um, I'm, big I'm glad you said them. Yeah, I'm glad you said that. I I was I said my piece about the Bears and all those types of things. And as I'm thinking about it more, I'm like, I think I've done me personally. I think I've done such a great job of flushing that Miami game down the drain and just moving on. And it's been it's been five or six days as of us recording now since that game happened. Man, that thing is so far in the past for me. And and that's that's not necessarily the mentality that most people are going to have about it. And and just this is a, a team that obviously has a lot of question marks. And even, I mean, even last night on the Manning cast, Phil Rivers is throwing darts at this whole cover zero situation. And I think we need to see our team have some sort of response because the Bears are going to look at the tape. And this is, this seems to be a perpetual, like every six weeks, not weeks per se, but every six opponents or so, when any given team has any, any measurable amount of success defending Lamar Jackson, they teams will think that that is the answer is how to, how to stop them. And the cover zero thing is at least relative to what the personnel, the Ravens have the offensive line and the, the stable of running backs who haven't necessarily been there for pass protection purposes. It's a situation where I'm on high alert about how the Ravens respond offensively they're going to get a lot of these cover zero situations thrown at them. You have to think so. So I want to see them at least make adjustments. There's you, if you looked at the tape or saw some of the clips on Twitter, there's situations where, you know, Lamar Jackson needs to take shorter drops and get rid of the ball quicker. And he's taking a three or five step drop when he really needs to take basically no drop out of, out of the shotgun and just get rid of the ball. And he didn't do that last week. 
I'm sure that that's the adjustment that Greg Roman and uh, and James Ehrman and 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 the whole team are are looking at this team and looking for answers and looking to just kind of fortify the wall per se as to all the different ways to try to stop Lamar Jackson. We need to just build this wall up in so many different ways, so many times, because because their teams are looking to be so creative and and they're all looking to to have that that antidote for the ways that he can beat you and if it means sending seven or eight people and trusting a, a, a good talented safety and the, and, you know, deep and, and hoping that he doesn't beat you, then so be it. We need to have an answer for that. We need to find answers for when teams throw things at us. And the dolphins threw just an absolute book at us in terms of like throwing a specific strategy at us. And we didn't have an answer. So I'm just hoping that we, we have some sort of response for that. And that's what you mean by a response game. Yeah, there's more and there's more talent on this Bears defense than there was on that. Correct. On the Correct. Right. Khalil Mack should be back from injury. Eddie Jackson, the safety, should be back from injury. You have Roquan Smith, who's a very good player. Robert Quinn, who I think has six and a half sacks. I think Mack has six. And there's some legitimate guys that can get to the quarterback. Unlike was you know essentially a pretty ragtag group that Miami's tossing out there every week at this point with some injuries and things like that. This this is going to be an interesting game for Lamar Jackson, whose narrative just changes week to week to week to week. Uh, another struggle and that stuff will come back into the fore. I think the Ravens need to figure out a way, need to figure out a way to get the running game going early against the bears to kind of open things up. Um, I know that's, that's very easy to say, but get some more consistency there um, and not allow you know, Chicago to just kind of pin back and, and run some of the similar looks that Miami was and, Lamar Jackson's got to make quicker decisions. He's got to make quicker decisions, and and Greg Roman's got to put him in the position to make better quick decisions. And you know, another thing too is again the Bear. I mean the Bears fans they saw what Fields did in that fourth quarter against the Steelers, bringing them all the way back. If he starts out hot, I think that crowd is going to be loud. Like they're going to be in it. They're going to be like, you know what? They're going to start feeling it. I mean, like, this is the guy we drafted. This is the this is the leader. This is him. And so, I mean, that could cause – it shouldn't, but that could cause some, you know, issues for the Ravens too because it's kind of like, oh, shit, here we go again. Like, you know, they just – they can get behind the eight ball. And, again, if Fields is starting to feel himself, it could be something. And um, But, again, I think the crowd, again, their first look at him since that – since the Monday night game loss to the Steelers, I think that could be something to, to keep an eye on. Um, and also, real quick, and I swear I didn't plan this, the last game that the Ravens had Nance and Roma was week 11 was the Titans-Ravens uh, mm. game. So, I'll say this also, the, the potential for a big-time bust, and this is this is sounds like I could be jinxing, jinxing the boys, but um, they don't – Tariq Cohen's not playing. They don't seem to have that game-breaker – per se, that could, you know, make something big happen in the ways that maybe the Vikings and, and uh, the Dolphins made that happen last week. So we'll, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see that Albert Wilson was definitely somebody that they tried to, to throw at us. And uh, I think any team with, with those types of game breakers uh, feels like there's, there's a guy who they're going to try to make something happen against the defense that continues to have communication errors. 
I'm just muting myself here as I start on this <laughs> podcast. I'm just talking to myself. You look at their receivers, and it's so funny that now this Allen Robinson thing comes all the way back around after there was so there's been so much talk in multiple off seasons. You know, bring him in, having him be the target for Lamar. Now it feels like the Ravens have more than enough targets for Lamar. He has definitely not put together a season, and a lot of it's quarterback play. I'm sure. I think Darnell Mooney's a talented guy. I, I think I think they have two pretty good guys there, as you said. I think RDT, you sort of kind of made the point by saying, you know, Robinson kind of stinks in terms of the expectations. I think you're right. Like I, he hasn't looked like a guy that's making anybody better. It's like when Dalton was out there, when fields out there, it's not like, Oh my gosh, they have Allen Robinson. So fields has this great safety blanket Mm -hmm. that is, you know, improving him that, that at least when you from the outside looking in and seeing all the bears talk, because you know, it's a really, really big, you know, power city team they have a lot of consternation about them on on social media and when you see their offense on prime time as it did last week he just doesn't seem like a guy that's really doing a lot week to he week pedestrian yeah yeah and waddle last week was at least someone that can get over the top on you they just didn't really could throw now fields at least is a live arm i mean Tua couldn't even throw last week that's that's what makes it so interesting is for me is the ravens lost to a team with two quarterbacks that could barely play. So we'll see if fields fields can do any better. But once again, I think that's not a horrible point too about the crowd. If Justin Fields comes out and starts to kind of feel himself coming off a, you know, coming off of a, a performance where maybe he walked off the field and thought, Oh, maybe I can do this whole NFL quarterback thing a little bit better than I've been doing it. We'll see how it goes. But once again, this is a game the Ravens should clearly, clearly win. So. Six point favorites for the record. Six point favorites. Yeah, and that's and I don't disagree with the lack of belief in the Ravens right now because they couldn't be more of a roller coaster. But I feels like, like a four and a half point game to me. I, which the, I freaking the hate saying that the the Ravens are favored by six and a half. But I uh, yeah, feel like right. it should be four and a half in my opinion. I'm on my toes a little bit about this, and I'm probably going to this game. I'm going to be in Chicago this weekend. Oh yeah, that's right. We we had not talked about that. You may be venturing into Chicago, so I am venturing into Chicago. Don't know if I'm gonna go to go, gonna go to the game or not. We'll see. Um, smaller stadium than you think, and so the tickets are fewer and farther than you know than you'd expect. Yeah. And they and they care. I mean, they sell that thing out every week. It's that's a great bet. Bears, yeah, Bears. All right, I appreciate the Bears. I want to put that out there. I, I love yeah. the Bears for that record. For the record, you're a big Chicago guy. Can we just put that on the record? Chicago's right? sweet. The the Cubs are sweet. I love Chicago. Chicago's an awesome city. Um, whatever. You got to run into teams that you like every so often. So, you got to take care of business this weekend. W- weird game last time the the Ravens were in uh, Chicago too. That weird lightning delay. Game. Yeah, yeah, for like a long time too, right? Dude, really, if you think about it, the NFC North four years ago, or eight years ago, rather, in 2013. 2013, man, people could do a documentary about that. The season we were we were defending champions between, I mean, we God knows we've talked about the snow game. Uh, we played against the Vikings that year, and then the Lions game was the Monday Night Football 61-yard field goal, suddenly overshadowed by a better field goal. Um the Bears game was the lightning delay game, and it was and a two-hour lightning delay with the with the Bears winning in overtime. I'm looking yeah, at the articles I remember now. I was I was on campus. I had graduated at Maryland, but I had gone out at Maryland the night before and stuck around to go to a Maryland Oregon State game on campus on Sunday. 
Obama's were there, right? Obama, Obama was there. Obama was there. Yeah. The Obamas were there, and yeah, there's a whole thing, and so got some. I got some stern glares from the Secret Service. And day. somehow the Green Bay game is the for, like a forgotten game, and I think they played a low-scoring game. I don't remember what happened, but I think they won a low-scoring rock you fight. Lost nineteen seventeen to the nineteen seventeen. It was a rock fight, whatever. But anyways, predictions is what you were looking for, Taylor. I was just gonna say that season starts obviously with one of the great injustices in the history of Baltimore sports, the Ravens opening on the road because of the Orioles. Baseball schedules out first. Just wanted to throw, that's the weirdness that started that eight and eight season. I'm uncomfortable right now. Yeah. Just throw it out. <laughs> it's, we'll, we'll, let's save that one for the, for the yeah, offseason. We'll, we'll, yeah. We'll talk about that. The offseason. That actually, we, could, we didn't do the podcast in 2013. We could talk about that one. For a long time. Prediction. For a long time. Thanks. Uh, 23-20 Ravens. Mm. What do you say, 23-20? Yeah, I'm, I'm wounded. I don't like – that Miami game really fucked me up. I'm a little wounded. I'll say 20-13 Ravens. That's exactly what I was going to say. I was going to oh. say 24-20, but I didn't so want to I'll say I'll say 24-16. Uh, That's a weird score. Yeah. Uh, they're just going to kick a lot of field goals. They're just not going to be able to finish drives. Um, if they get drives at all, we'll see. I have no idea. So, as we said, 1 o'clock, 18. Romo's back. 1 o'clock on CBS. See if the Ravens, see if the Ravens can have a normal game. This Probably. seems like a weird game for them to get. Like I got to be honest. I saw it on Twitter and didn't, once again, did not do a lot of analysis of the schedule. So, I believe that Fox has the has the game of the week in the afternoon, which is which be, is probably Chiefs Cowboys, right? I believe that's their game, so that will be um, that's a no brainer for them. That so means they don't. That means Roma. They're they're not going to be at four o'clock. So the other CBS games are Colts Bills, Texans Titans, Dolphins Jets. Oh, Colts Bills wouldn't be bad. Yeah, God. Uh, Bengals Raiders, which is actually a pretty important game in the AFC. Mm-hmm. And that's it. So they don't have a lot. So I guess they just say, hey, we'll give it to the Ravens. We'll send them. We'll... Tony Rowe probably wants to go to Chicago. Work yeah. It's... <laughs> Monday night, Giants Bucks. That Let's go, baby. Thursday night, oh. Patriots Falcons. That kind of stinks. Sunday night, the COVID Bowl. Sunday I think night, I've got a survivor pick for Monday. Steelers charge. Have we heard from Justin Herbert since he played the Ravens? We really have not. That guy, I was going to say the Ravens broke him. Yeah. Because he looks. heard a lot of Justin Herbert talk since that day. No, I mean, he was he was a leading MVP candidate. You'll probably find a clip in late August of me not buying the Herbert hype, and Taylor was buying it. I did. I, I loved Herbert. I, I, I feel he, like I, I feel like. And if you put the two pictures together of his season, he's had awesome, you know, first few weeks and then struggled a bit. I think we're at a crossroads where like, Hey, it could go either way in terms of where, if we were right or wrong, it's got 19 touchdowns, seven picks, 2,500 yards. His QBR picture 63.5, which is fifth in the league. That's a good picture. Yeah. That sounds about right. That sounds about right. And a lot of that is from the, you know, let's see what he did last week. This is now becoming a Justin Herbert podcast. Third, third, 20 for 34, 195 and a touch. After he was 32 of 38 for 356 and two touchdowns. But he's just been very up and down lately. Very up and down. 
after an awesome start. You've kind of been up and down each week. So there it is. We will be there with an instant analysis. I don't know what that's going to look like. I may be on the road. Banks is going to be on the road. RDT, you may be the only one actually. Now. I, I'll, go, I'll go solo dolo for it. Um, we'll, we'll see how it goes. We move on. RDT, I'm going to give you two minutes to say your piece about Ryan Mountcastle finishing sixth in the um, AL Rookie of the Year, and then we'll move on. I don't think I'll need the, the whole two minutes. Okay. I mean, as time as you need. That I was feel like we've uh, you've rattled off the stats a couple weeks ago. I thought. No, you didn't. I just want to get you any final thoughts because this is now over. You said forty home runs next year. Just, yeah, 40, 40 home runs. This is the only Orioles story of the last month. Let me just throw that out there. This is how this is how the Orioles operate. We have this is the story. I think I want to talk about this. Yeah. I think I want to talk about this too. Okay, talk go, about go. I know. Yeah, go. Yeah, go. go for go. it. I didn't. You hold on. Hold on. Let me let me get the window open. Go, Eric. I'm just gonna say. So again, I called 40 home runs next year. He had 33 this year. He had a terrible start to it. Um, I think. I mean, I don't. The the baseball writers of America are the most corrupt idiotic people in the world just it just i just don't understand how so and i'm not gonna get mad about it i'm not gonna get mad i'm not gonna get upset i i, I did that two weeks ago it's fine it's whatever i'm happy for for randy rosarena who played in his third Pe- people are like flipping out because they're like he played in his third this is the third season he's played in and got named rookie of the year they just don't know how the rookie at bats work it's fine um i just I, like again was was he one of the best rookies absolutely i think him finishing sixth is insane I love Wanda Franco, but him only playing 70 games. And again, he was awesome in the 70 games. Him playing only 70 games and getting named a finalist was, was that I may more have, I may have a bigger issue with that than Mountcastle finishing sixth. But it's just like, again, the play. And I know I talked to some of the guys on the team, like Zach Lowther and a couple of the other guys were tweeting out their support and being like his peers and, and the other players voted him rookie of the year. And then the baseball writers come and vote him sixth. They're like, what are we, what are we doing here? And I think that's what I talked about a couple of weeks ago. Like, why do we take the writers? Why is the writers' award held up, put up on this pedestal when shouldn't we be buying into what the players and and his peers are voting for and thinking over them? So I don't know. That that needs to change. I think, but whatever. I mean, again, I don't think I don't think he really cares. It would have been cool for him to win. Um, I mean, you know, guy hit I think the 16 most home runs by a rookie in history. All right, your time is up. Your time is up. Decent amount. Thanks. Thanks. Okay. I, I, I do think he deserves to be commended for sure. 33 home runs. Like you said, 89 RBIs. Awesome. 161 strikeouts is a lot of strikeouts, a fuck ton of strikeouts. And you can expect that out of a young player, especially one that swings from the heels and does as he does. Look, he's an awesome player with a bright future. Uh, And anyone you were talking about rookie of the year voting. We're not talking about MVP voting where, these guys are completed products, 28, 29 years old, and, and they're the best in the league per se. Anybody who's a rookie of the year probably has a flaw here and there. With that said, he didn't even – his war is not even a full game. It's a 0.9. Mm-hmm. And, and right. we can put a lot of weight into those types of statistics, and I, it, it's, it's foolish to just throw an entire argument into that per se. But there's blemishes along the way, and so I, I – I, Sixth seems like it was a little disrespectful when he wasn't considered one of the top three. It felt like the argument was, I feel like people were arguing that you should win the entire thing. And I don't think that that is necessarily reasonable whatsoever. His on-base percentage 309, not impressive really at all. Um, 
OPS 796. It's good. It's above average for his position, 112 uh, OPS plus. Like those are good things. He's got a bright future. He's a good player. Uh, I'm not trying to slam the guy whatsoever. He had a great year and he's going to get better and better. And there's some balls. I mean, there, there were a couple of games I went to at Cam Yards where he hit balls that absolutely had a different sound off the bat than you tend to hear from guys. He is a fucking talent. He's very good. Um, but arguments to, to when, when the season was ending and, and, and people said he should have won rookie of the year or should have been a top contender, I stop a little short of that. Like sixth is, is too low. It's, 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 he deserved maybe fourth or third, maybe on the fringe of that top three finalists. But he wasn't a rookie of the year. I'm just trying to bring some reason to this argument. And I support yeah, I, the guy fully. I, I want this guy to be around for a long time. He's he may be one of the, those front runners of the flow of guys coming in and being a huge impact on this franchise, turning it around. But just trying to, you know, what's let's pick our, our fights here. Well, yeah. So so I'm I'm with you. And again, it was fun to because I was leading to like, oh, he has to win rookie of the year during the season. He's hitting 30 home runs. He's chasing down Cal to, for, you know, the Oriole rookie record. And then when it was all kind of said and, you know, finished and everything kind of settles, it's like, okay, he's probably not going to beat a Rosarena. You know, Luis Garcia with Houston was awesome. And again, even Wander, guys like that, Garcia from Texas. And then I think people started getting upset again when, like you said, he wasn't named one of the three finalists, which is kind of insane. Um, and again, I, I said I was just happy that it seemed like people were – that invested in it like getting upset about it because it's like oh okay people they're supporting him they want him to win obviously you do but yeah i mean feels, what, is it is it the end of the, the the world that he didn't win no it would have been cool but again i mean it would have been cool it feels like a scenario where this being an Orioles fan there's not a lot to get you feeling you like on. you're involved in the conversation nationally or for anything really i mean we're looking at major league baseball free agencies start to pop off today and you just, I mean, obviously, you know, the Orioles aren't going to be involved. So mm-hmm. I, I completely sympathize with the idea, like, here's an opportunity to be part of the conversation. Let's, let's dive into it. Let's be involved. Mm-hmm. And I love the, like, I love that energy. I really do. With him leading, I think with him leading all the rookies and home runs, I think that's what really drove it. If he was third, then it would have been like, yeah. oh, okay, we don't really have a leg. But I think again, people still fall in love with home run numbers and they're like, well, he hit, he had 33 home runs. He led rookies and home runs. What do you mean he's not the best rookie? And it's like, well, yeah, it's it's not, not the 1985 rookie of the year award. Exactly. Yeah, it's a it's different. It's looked at differently. Home runs is not carrying the argument. Yeah. Yep. That was way more time I thought we were ever going to do on that. So well done, mm-hmm. guys. That's great stuff. That's just great debate by both of you. Um, we'll see Ryan Mountcastle in what five months? One and his age 25 season. I'm excited about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. bright future. Can't wait to see. Uh, by the way, the three-year anniversary of the Mike Elias era today. So mm. doesn't happy anniversary that long, but happy anniversary to him. We'll see. We'll see if the Orioles win more than seventy games um, next year. All right, let's let's get into. I was gonna get into. <laughs> we'll talk about this Coach K thing at the end if we want to get into that. I don't know. <laughs> um, starting five draft presented by Fed Thrill. Fed Thrill. Makes fantastic sunglasses. You can get 20% off of them if you use the promo code EXIT52 at checkout. Fed Thrill continues to be nice outside. I mean, Banks, you were out there at the golf course last few days. It was sunny out there at Pinehurst. Buddy, 
Let me tell you, I don't know if clouds exist at Pinehurst, North Carolina. Mm. We had gorgeous weather, and this is my sample size. I don't know if clouds exist here. I speaking the truth here. It's bad throw sunglasses have been clutch out on the course, watching these guys duke it out. And I mean, even just on Sunday, red zone on the cradle on the scoreboard, unbelievable scene, unbelievable environment. Couldn't have done it without the Fed throw sunglasses. Had to have them. Had to have them. You can mm-hmm. if you haven't gotten yours yet. 20% off with the promo code exit 52 in honor of you driving down there to Pinehurst. Uh, this has been one we've talked about doing for a little bit. We're going to do best. I put road trip slash convenience store snacks. You guys yeah. fine with that definition of this? Yeah. This driving out to Chicago as well. Okay. You drive That's a drive from, scenario. You driving from Pinehurst? What is that drive? Driving from Baltimore to Chicago. And uh, Wisconsin what's that drive well. like? How long? Oh, she said, eh? 10, 11 hours. Yeah. Woo. That's a long time. That it's a long, long drive. RDT, you were the one that has suggested this a couple times. You have the first pick, which I this think is, is. I know what he's taking. It's such an and obvious this is an pick. interesting most, first pick. This it's is the most first obvious first pick. The, if you know Eric at all, it's such an because obvious Because three pick. weeks ago, you took Laffy Taffy in one of the more controversial first overall picks in the history of these drafts. This we're pick is going to be respectable. We're back doing food again. Banks is giving you all the credit in the world. I don't know you well enough to know what this is going to be. So I'll turn it over to you. I mean, boys, this may be the first time that we've had a two-time number one overall pick. Wow. It's Has banana he taken this before? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, didn't even, I didn't even find that funny. Yeah, you're <laughs> um, it's, it's <laughs> gonna, I just totally no sold you so bad there. I was uh, not, the, the face was something. Um I don't. I don't know how you want to clap. It's it's Slim Jims. Ah, uh, okay. It's Slim Jims, yeah. and I think that's what Banks thought I was going for. Yeah, no question. But does that? We have to have this conversation. Is that count as? Is it beef jerky slash Slim Jims, or is beef jerky in its own category? I think uh, you're trying to dwarf other picks by saying that you're trying to get out in front of I table. would you, put well, Slim Jims in a separate category okay. like beef jerky you get out of a bag first yeah okay I'll, I say I'll, that I'll, as someone that doesn't like Slim Jims and likes beef jerky out of a bag they feel okay like I got you because again I had I had a beef jerky slash Slim Jim so I didn't know if that fell into the a, a uh, mechanically separated beef product that you buy that's unrefrigerated <laughs> which, mechanically yeah, separated oh read the <laughs> ingredients on it mechanically separated <laughs> Like 90% sure that's what it says. Um, what are you talking about? Mechanically separated? That's what it says Slim on that. I, I literally have four sitting right who over makes, there. Who makes Slim Jim? Who's that? Who's behind the scenes of Slim Jim? Is there a company there? Is it Conagra? Because they make everything. It's yeah. not Oberto, is it? No, no. Oberto's trash. It is Conagra. <laughs> it is Conagra. Is it? They, they make everything. Yeah, if you look at everything, make everything, they make everything. Yeah, they do. Yeah, here we go. Ingredients, beef, pork, mechanically separated chicken, water, textured That's soy flour, so corn disgusting. syrup, salt, contains less than 2% of natural flavors, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Conagra, by the way, $11 billion in revenue last year. They're like legitimately like <laughs> the biggest food company ever. That is a lot. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, it's a no-brainer. Um, you can buy the big ones. You can buy the small ones. You can buy the, the, the mild ones, the Tabasco ones. They, they've got flavors. They've got shapes. They've got sizes. 
it's the undisputed king. I, I made my um, I made my my New Year's resolution one year. I wanted to eat a thousand Slim Jims in a year. The final um, before the see also section, then I'll move to the second pick. The final um, section in the Conagra Brands Wikipedia is 20, 2009 Slim Jim Plant explosion. Oh, I remember that Slim Jim Plant exploded in Garner, North Carolina. Four people died. Yeah, RIP them. But it's, wow. I, I was worried about a shortage. Oh, that's I dressed up as a Slim Jim one year for uh, Halloween too. That's absolutely cold. Um, with the second pick, uh, part of the reason I wanted to separate those things is I'm taking regular beef jerky. I love regular beef jerky. It's so good. I've never liked Slim Jims, but I, I never get beef jerky in any other situation than on a road trip. Legitimately, never get it any other time. I only get it for a road trip. So it felt very road trippy to me. Beef jerky, very good. We'll get it on planes every once in a while. Mm-hmm. But yeah. pair that with a big bottle of water because the thing is salty as hell. You got to have some water with you. Shout out to beef jerky. I'm getting, I'm so jerky. it's a little bit time consuming, right? That's part of the allure. Yeah. Yeah. You have to kind of chew it. You can't just like down it in five minutes. You kind of deal with it and decently healthy in terms of, you know, not a lot of fat, low cal, whatever. Mm. You have a go-to? Two, go-to? two jerky-ish, two jerky-ish. I like the, um, the regular, oh, the brand is now escaping me. This is so bad. Uh, Jack Lanks is pretty good. That's Jack Lanks. Jack Lanks, really, I agree. Don't really like the Alberto. I've kind I don't of, like, Al- Al- Alberto is too chewy. Yeah. It's like, it's, yeah. it's almost like a lunch meat. The Jack Lynx beef jerky pocket cam is one of the all time um, sponsorship activations. Of the World <laughs> Series of I always like the Jack Lynx beef jerky. Pocket I forgot cam. about that. Yeah. That's so Did good. you ever do the, uh, the chew, like the grind it up beef jerky? No. no. Oh, I didn't like dip. We used to do that when we were like 10 thinking that it was like tobacco just acting like badass. it was tobacco it'd be like fishing with fucking horseshoes in our mouth <laughs> straight up beef jerky all right banks you got two uh i got two here um if this is a pretty generic pick it's pretty chalky uh checks mix just plays it just plays it's good it's got a lot of good pieces in there uh no one's going to be displeased with it if you got a car full of people you can pass around people are going to be excited about it checks mix absolutely plays Chexmix is good. Everyone has something in Chexmix that they like. Mm-hmm. It's a safe pick. Yeah, it's, 100% it's, safe pick. yeah it's a safe pick. Yeah, it's I, a family pick. Real, it's a good family with pick. It. When I knew the 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 so like the order of the draft here, especially <laughs> when Eric was going to be first, like I knew he was going to take what he was going to take. Um, I don't know. Chexmix is a four-year college score, two-time All-American, who you're just trying to, you know, it's like they like the, right. It's like the worst thing. Kispert in the top 10. You're going to hang it in the rafters. It's not going to be an all-time, you know, guy, but it, you tip your cap and you send him off and, and say, thank you for your service. Um, man, we, we talking about, I'm going to, I'm going to mix this in. I, I'm not even going to ask if this is playable. I, I'm taking a Slurpee. I just love a good Slurpee. It doesn't matter the time of year. I Slurpees, they, they're tremendous and i assume that when i take slurpee i'm kind of taking icy as well and and kind of things in that realm is that true i didn't even think about drinks are those on the are those on the table oh, absolutely yeah oh yeah, my god that yeah, has yeah, totally yeah, changed yeah. the draft i thought it this does was awesome. it does and i wow in my head, i know I, thought, I my to, my next pick is totally changed now wow okay we we didn't necessarily do 
our follow-up in terms of we could have definitely divvied this up into categories per se. Yeah, I'm, about taking, it, but I'm, I'm taking what I just took. and That's I'm just a lack of production preparation from the three of us right there. That's, I mean, I mean, yeah, I don't Those think I need two. to explain that pick. I was going to go a totally different direction here, and this has totally changed where I'm going. I'm taking an Arnold Palmer. I'm 100% taking your Arnold Palmer. Out of the can, for sure. Out of the can, or, yep. or, or, or the Wawa in College Park never has the regular Arnold Palmer, Arnold Palmers. It has the Wawa brand lemonade and iced tea. Also very good. Also very good, and I've had that. It's a little cheaper. So I'm taking an Arnie Palmy. I mean, just tremendous. That can is so just – it's so freaking big. You get the Arnold Palmer, you get the water bottle. I always get a water bottle. I'll pair another drink, but you have to. I'm have so bottle. curious. Maybe this is an offline conversation, but when do you go to that Wawa? Like, do you go when you're, you know, you're pulling, Wawa? you're pulling, you're like, you're getting off of uh, the Beltway and you're going to go down to campus and you're going to get on the, what, a team bus? Is I that why? Say- is that, that why you stopped well, I've, gone, I've gone there. We've just gone there to get Wawa for lunch before. That is not the purpose of that. <laughs> I love that so much. Uh, uh, yo, oh, yes. <laughs> that happens more than you would think. That's um, so good. Yes, but yeah. The other time you go is if you if there's traffic backed up when it splits, 95 splits, and you don't want to go up towards Route 1, you can go a back way through Beltsville that takes you past that Wawa all the way up Rhode Island to um, 193. And you go past there in the morning. That's not when I would get this. That's when I would go in and get like, you know. Like sure. Soup. But yeah, that's, and that's talking Wawa. My favorite Wawa though, um, used to be the Cambridge Wawa, but now I'm kind of a fan of the Wawa in Easton. Kind of like that Easton Wawa now. I also I- like the Route 50 Wawa all the way up before you go across the bridge, but you don't know. You don't that's know that my way. favorite Wawa. That's my go-to mm-hmm. Wawa. Yes, You're a West Ocean City guy. So you tend to take. The hug the west coast of the eastern, you know, the right. I go all the way up route. route 50. Yeah. I'm a, yeah. De- I, we're, Mike and I are Delaware guys. Yeah. Yeah. Dif- yeah. Different routes to go. We could have a whole conversation. We'll have a convenience store conversation. We've basically, we've gone through that, basically. <laughs> God, I love the, the Ocean City. Just best places to stop on the way to the beach is maybe going to be a half to get <laughs> at some point. All right. RDT of two. Uh, I will go, which I, the more that I was thinking about what Banks was saying that I was going to pick, I thought he was going to be dis- disappointed that I didn't take this one. Sunflower seeds. Uh, yeah, yeah. Give me a fat pack of Davids. I was um, trying, I was hoping I could get that late and just no, have it, no, just no. people look over past. You just, yeah. Yeah. Give me, I, I mean, I will crush a bag easy of sunflower seeds driving anywhere. Like, especially during softball season in the summer when I always have them in my car and there's all, there's constantly a water bottle. Like I'll just, and I don't do, I'll do original David's, but for the bigs ones, I'll go old Bay. Um, I, I don't do any of the other flavors. I don't want ranch. I don't want dill pickle. I, I don't want any of that stuff. Just give me an original or give me an old Bay one. You um, want the jum, jumbo, jumbo, uh, jumbo, the jumbo Buffalo ranch. <sighs> See, I, I did black pepper before softball game once, and my mouth was on well, black, fire. That's t- t- typically Bigs and not Davids. They, Davids had them, and so I got them, and like they didn't have original. So I was like, all right, whatever, I'll do. 
I'll do the black pepper and my mouth was on fire. My hands were all sticky. I hated it. So that's why I'll, I'll stick with the jumbo, um, the jumbo Davids and call it a day from there. Mm. Um, which I, I think Sunflower Seeds could have gone – that could have gone a 1-1. I was considering it with my picks, and I – I don't know. I just had hoped it would come back to me. It was, uh, on, it was on my board as well. Yeah, it's an ordeal. Yeah, it's an ordeal. You it is an ordeal. I don't like doing it in the car. I feel like I need to draft a drink yeah. in order to have a cup first. That's my thing. Yeah, cup or bottle. I mean, I, again, like I, they're, they're one of the same to me. If I'm buying Sunflower Seeds, I'm buying a drink. And I'm down. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. And then I have to Correct. pee within 15 minutes of leaving, and I'm like, all right, well, now we're gonna stop off in like Sykesville for driving to Pennsylvania because got to piss. Um, That's a quick uh, piss, Sykesville. Well, well you're already making it to chugging, Sykesville before you're chugging pissing? a bottle of Coke on uh, on 6.95 and you're 70 or picks. something. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, got it. You got to make way. Nobody would have thought of Coke for the seeds somehow. Um, <laughs> my third one. Sucker for a gas station hot dog. Gives you a little bit more, a um, little bit more filling. Again, if it's a longer road trip, a Chicago, a Wisconsin, could hold you over for a couple hours if you're getting two of them, something like that. And this also, like, this isn't even for, like, mm. road trips. I mean, you pick one up at Royal Farms or, or 7-Eleven or something, and and you're you're cooking with gas. They're, they're, I love a disgusting gas station hot dog. I think it's got. I think the only gas station hot dog I'm willing to eat at this point is the one from 7-Eleven. There's no other gas station hot dog. I Royal Farms is like a, you have to order it behind the counter and everything. Yeah, like but here's just, the thing: if I'm at Row, well, here's the thing: if I'm at 7-Eleven, I'm not getting it either. If I'm at Row for a while, I'm just not getting a hot dog. There's just a thousand other things I can get mm-hmm. from behind that. That's counter. the key right there. I, it's also are, it's almost like a side dish for me. Opening the can to a gigantic conversation here. So yeah, Rofo. We've we've talked about the fried chicken and the chicken tenders, but they don't. Eric, really, Eric's a non-believer per se. He's had some bad batches. They can't. It can't be hit or miss. Would you say that's? Here's the thing. Would you say that's road trip food? Because I'm not. I don't know if it is. Kind of depends on where you load up for the road trip. Like you could get versions of that the trip, but I don't think you can get like the full like 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 breasts of of rofo chicken and just be like chowing down on that as you're like driving Ocean City. Not if you're driving. If you're a passenger, who said we're that. driving? It's a great question. I consider this when I'm driving. So that's sort of how I look at it. I was looking at it the other way. Mm. And this is where we, this is where we differ with my, with the eighth pick. Uh, and I'm just taking things that made me think of road trips. Not that I get in really any other context, although I will at some point get other things that I get in other contexts. I do get Arnold Palmer's in all kinds of contexts, but uh, I'm taking white cheddar popcorn. White cheddar popcorn is fucking fire. Mm-hmm. It's so fire. Um, it's just so convenient story. You don't really eat it any other time. There's never really a time where anyone has like a big bag of it at a house. Like you think about any other chip or pretzel or whatever that could be taken in this draft and maybe will be taken by me. White cheddar popcorn is a, is a, is a convenience store thing. And the only issue with it is the fact that it just messes with your hands and your hands get kind of grimy. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of tough, but you can also just start to just, once you get to a certain point in the bag, <laughs> just start just slurping that, just start just putting it down that way. I'm just doing a, you can start shoveling into your mouth through the bag. I'm doing like motions. I'm acting here um, on an audio format, but I'm taking white cheddar popcorn. I'm also very distracted. The Spider-Man trailer just came out. Cannot wait to watch that. And we're done with this. <laughs> Are you kidding me? By the way, oh my God. Spider-Man No Way Home trailer. Marvel, Didn't expect baby. you to say that. 
Yeah. Jeez, yeah. I just got very distracted as you were Why talking. Why is he coming out at eight thirty yet on a Tuesday? This is going to be the most watched trailer in movie history, probably. Didn't we just have that like two months ago? Where we? I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I feel like well, what you was got the Andrew Garfield, and you got this this other guy, and then there's like Tobey Maguire is going to reprise the, the role or some bullshit. Like, I don't fucking know what's going on with that. Seven hundred twenty-four thousand views in six minutes. It's going to continue to grow. We did this. Tobey, we did this two months ago. Yeah, we did. I have an entire movie take. or different one. I, I could dive into this whole thing here. Tobey Maguire, like what, 2001, Spider Man, did that whole thing, and then the the what do you call them? The production companies, whatever, fucking fell in love with superhero movies, and now we get mm-hmm. nothing but inundated with superhero movies. I'm done with syrup of superhero movies. I'm fucking done with them. They've been doing mishmashes and all this kind of shit. I'm fucking tired of them. Make a new movie. Be original one time. Be fucking original and come up with a new movie concept, not just a superhero movie. Did you see the trailer? All you get. You see the trailer for the movie called National Champions with J.K. Simmons. Did you see that trailer, Eric? Mm-mm. Go. I think Glides Camera Barstool put it out. It is a. It's about like a quarterback that starts a player. Uh, a player. Why can't I not think of the word for what? A lockout right before the national championship game because he's not getting paid any money. It, What's just, it called? Just scroll lights camera Barstool's Twitter. It's on there like in the morning or something. It's called National Champions. It's, it's such a ridiculous trailer. It's so great. Um, I can't wait. I kind of can't wait to watch that. Maybe it'll be good. All right. Uh, Bex, you have two picks before we get into a movie discussion. We need to get to a movie draft at some point. We should do that. Oh, man. I'm on tilt. Uh, you guys basically Ed readed me. You guys, you guys, I had a draft board where I had Ed Reed as my 24th player, and you guys took the 23rd top players on my board and i have the 24th pick basically like you pull white cheddar popcorn i didn't necessarily see that coming but you guys have just taken my next picks like in order it's been incredibly frustrating uh shit and i i had my pick in my head and then i I just got all fired up about superhero movies (laughs) i got so fired up about superhero movies i don't know where my head was at um gosh uh I took Slurpee. I took I'm taking Slurpee and Chex Mix. This is a draft room that's falling apart here. It's falling apart here. This is this is 2001. The, the, war, the war room yeah. is gonna use the entire clock here, I think. Yeah. Jeez, man. I'm gonna take combos. Combos are twice. <laughs> <laughs> combos are money. Uh yeah, it's it's a go-to. It, it plays every time. There's a lot of good flavors. Um, you can't go wrong with combos. And I think salty snacks is exactly where you got to be at on a road trip. Yep. Because uh, you're getting a drink with it. It's it's what you're doing. It, it's going to play every time. Um, and with that, my next pick, I'm going to take – I don't know if I should be specific with it or not, but I'm taking sour cream Pringles. Uh, you get them in the can. It won't make a mess. Uh, a lot of times if you if – you, even if you don't finish the whole can, like you're going to get to a place and your destination of the road trip – like it's gonna it's gonna be okay it's gonna be fresh you could have them at the beach you could have them at wherever you get to pringles stay so it's the pick is really pringles as a whole but i think i think people know that sour sour cream and onion pringles are the goat pringles in terms of just being just the most uh people pleaser type i'll I'll allow that i'm okay with that 
Um, I'm taking Utz Carolina style barbecue chips. Mm. Fuck! Fuck! <laughs> you know I love those chips. I do. I also love those chips. We share. Uh. We have shared a mutual love. We have talked about this before. I love those chips so much. I think it's my favorite all-time chip. I have to get this it. This is just bad draft preparation on my point. I hoped I could get it this late in the draft. I honestly wasn't sure with you involved that I would, but you taking sour cream Pringles. I thought you were going to take it right there. You took sour cream Pringles, so I'll scoop it. Oh, that's Carolina barbecue. Unbelievably good. That light blue bag. And you don't find them everywhere. Uh, that's the fun don't. of it, too. You don't find them everywhere. And when they're there, you get them. And that's part of the fun of having them on a road trip. They're much more common down here, obviously, but as you move around the region, they're, they're not. Yeah. Great, great pick. Thank you. Such a good pick. Um, my last two, correct? Yep. I'm going to go cherry Coke. <laughs> Give me a cherry Coke. Okay. I've, I've never gotten into cherry Coke. Oh, I love it. I miss Mayberry. I, lo- I love a good cherry Coke. I drink, I drink Coke all the time. I could easily put down a 12 pack at home if on like a Saturday. <laughs> it's, oh my God. That's, that's my one vice is Dude, I, I would, I think I would spontaneously combust after three. Like, no, I, energy overload. I, it doesn't do anything for me energy wise. I, it's just, it's delicious. Um, so I'm always drinking Coke. So then, like on a road trip, when I'm like, all right, I got to switch it up, I'll go cherry Coke. And just Taylor, little, are you taking, little are you taking any Coke products here on the, the end here? No. Vanilla Coke's better than cherry. No, it's not. No, no, no. It's no. better. No, it's no, better. I don't know. It's better. Vanilla Coke is fine. It's not. Bad respect to cherry Coke. I have a lot of respect for cherry Coke. Vanilla Coke doesn't sound like you do. Um, my last one, I'll go Mike and Ike's. Give me the box of Mike and Ike's. Is this is this you regretting missing it on whatever other draft that was? No. The, the Halloween no. one? No, because – the Mike and Ike's, they come in at the gas station. They come in a big old fat movie theater box. It's always they at the, the front desk, too. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, give me the normal one. Give me the berry one. The mixed berry one is always delicious. Anything in the mixed berry format is, it's is a good much pick. better. I like it. Thank you. Thank you. That's why, I took it. That's why I took it in that draft. Yeah. Well, you didn't like it enough to take it before it combos. Speaking yeah, well, of I took it in the fifth <laughs> round in that draft, and I haven't had my fifth pick. Speaking of the Halloween candy draft with my final pick in the draft, I am taking, and I would like to be very specific here. I am taking the King jumbo sized four pack of the Reese's peanut butter cups, not the two pack. You don't get the two pack on a road trip. You need the four pack. You need the big boy. You got to reward yourself. You're driving for a while. You get the four pack. You don't get the two pack. Maybe you get the jumbo cup. I'm not really sure about that either, but the four packs, the way to go. That's what I used to get. I don't, eat a lot of candy on road trips now as I try to, you know, tell myself I'm staying healthy. But as when I was a kid, Nestle Crunch Bar also came into contention. I may, Banks, maybe that's your last pick. I hope I didn't spoil that for you. Not that it matters. No one can take it ahead of you. But Nestle Crunch Bar or the King, the King-size Reese's Cups. So I'm mm-hmm. taking the King-size Reese's Cups. So damn good. God, I have love you, Have you placed your pre-order for that? What is it, like a two and a half? Pound <laughs> you know what's funny? I, I saw Ravel tweet that, and I was like, God, maybe I'll just get this as a joke if it's not actually that expensive. Looked how expensive it was. Oh. I was like, no. How much is it? I think it was like in the hundreds of dollars. Wow, I was going to say like 90 bucks. Yeah, I was like, ah. And it sold out. It sold out. Like I was going to say there's no way that you're going to be able to get one. Before. I just wanted to see it. I just want to see it. I, I didn't even necessarily want to eat it. I just wanted to see I would eat it. I would eat it, but <laughs> see it. You want to go on the record as you would. Yeah, I would like, yeah, I would like to go on the record and say I would eat. Thank you for clearing that up because there was a giant pie of my favorite 
my favorite candy. There were vicious rumors that you wouldn't eat. I know. So I'm happy that that got cleaned up. Good to expel them. Thanks. Uh, let me see how I can paint this picture nicely and in the, the most uh, legally appropriate manner. Um, oh, boy. Oh. Now, this, this let's clarify. Nobody is – this is not from a perspective of driving. I'm taking road sodas. I'm taking road sodas. I'm talking about the sodas that you buy when you get outside. The fucking – legally butthole type uh, state of maryland this is and you get to a place that has them gas station sodas that t- t- typically there's a cave with a sliding glass door within the gas station that you can go into and select out your specific road sodas and maybe you throw a nice little koozie in there just to be like a little bit you know keep keep your sodas cold and keep you know any sort of suspicions out and you get those and you're just kind of on the road and, and you're you're being a passenger trying to navigate and just try to keep the vibes high, keep the music going. And you just get a little nice little sugar buzz going, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take a take a road soda. I like it. Better not be driving. All right, let's go back through this draft. <laughs> <laughs> RET takes Slim Jim, Sunflower Seeds, Gas Station Hot Dog, Cherry Coke, and Mike and Ike's. What a combination that would be on a road trip. Speaking of great combinations on one road trip. Yeah, there's a road soda. Uh, beef Jerky. The Clydesdales are back. I'm just saying. Ar- just- Ar- <laughs> Arnold Palmer, White Cheddar Popcorn, Utz Carolina-style barbecue chips, and king-size Reese's Cups. Banks took Chex Mix Slurpees. Uh, then had one of the longest pauses in the history of the draft before taking combos, sour cream Pringles, and road sodas. Uh, I had sourdough pretzels, which is a huge favorite of mine on here. I had cheese Ritz bits, nacho cheese Doritos, and crab chips as my honorable mentions. And there's a lot of drinks to, to potentially be taken. I didn't write all of them down. I had uh, regular Coke, original Coke. Uh, Skittles oh, really? Coke. Yeah, shocker. Skittles Tropical Blend, Funyuns, mm. and I don't know if you guys have caught on. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Funyuns are awful. I don't know why. Oh, I <laughs> I, so here's the thing. Again, road I trip thing. My brother likes Funyuns. I, I, I'm not eating that. I couldn't tell you the last time I had a bag of Funyuns, but that's the thing where I'll be in a gas station being like, all right, I'm in the car for another five hours. Give me one of these because, again, I know I'm not eating it normally because my mouth will be shredded to this fucking done. Can't get over the word Funyuns either. They're they're, they're delicious though. Um, And then I don't know if you guys have had them or seen them. I've posted them on my Instagram story. Royal Farms has these cookie dough bites that are unbelievable. And they're just like little, they're, they're they're edible cookie dough and everyone's like, oh, cookie dough is edible. But it's like made safely where it's like, and it's also like legitimately the name edible cookie dough bites. And they're just so good. They come in like a coffee cup size thing. And it's just like, seven or eight scoops of cookie dough and they're they're unbelievable they're like 295 or something like that too super cheap they're so good so i've been big on those mm. any honor mentions yeah. for you but it doesn't sound like they're worth it sounds like you're bored <laughs> no um you know anybody like a good bowl of cereal on the road like no i've i mean i've done that so uh, i do cereal in like a that cup. was a, com- a complete joke but yeah <laughs> I've done that from the start of a house, like had it with me. Yeah. Cookies and cream, uh, Hershey's. Ooh, mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, like that. I should have actually taken that just to like, <laughs> just to like grab back some of that. Mm. Um, I almost took and I just didn't think it was appropriate. Like a sub from Wawa, something I always get on a road trip. But I just don't know. I just didn't feel like the applicable thing for this draft, so I didn't take it. But like the Wawa cheesesteak. <sighs> I should have taken Rofo chicken, to be honest. Uh, uh, generic gas station fried chicken. Sorry. Fried chicken. Yeah, that was you know, just, Justin Tucker is sponsored by Royal Farms. Yeah, he also was on this very show. And what's on? Let's just say he wasn't the most enthusiastic about his sponsorship. Mm. Well, I just don't know if you had seen the commercials or not. Hopefully he's, um, hopefully he's making money. Cheese, um, uh, Wawa, cheesesteak. So damn good. Yes, I love so Wawa. Good. I love Wawa. I like Royal Farms too. <laughs> Just to put that. Yeah, I feel like there's supposed to be a lo- locality pride there behind it. I, yeah, it's Say tough. It, I mean, because you're with me. I think you're with me. Yeah, I really like Wawa, man. Wawa, I like Wawa. I love Wawa. I just do. I the the Royal Farm stuff is good, but I feel like most of the time, if I see both, I'm picking Wawa. It's just the bottom mm-hmm. line. I think that's mm-hmm. normally what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, the, and the cashiers are just so friendly all the time they are pretty they're, friendly they are just a they're delight good, they've got good they got pretty good breakfast too man like the sizzlies like that stuff's good oh the sizzlies the even the like the pepperoni and cheese like bagel thing yeah we may have to have Cash. a full convenience so convenience store good. break no, it's so have, similar to this but yeah it's so similar. whatever we'll, we'll get there at some point that'll be another summer discussion um good draft guys presented by fed thrill x52 is the promo code 20% off Nick Kaner medley, Maryland person of the week. I will start because there's only one person that this is, and it is the one, the only, the queen it's Taylor Swift. Mm. Once again, throwing down a re-recorded album with a 10 minute version. That's an absolute banger of all too. Well, some bonus songs that absolutely play message in a bottle. My personal favorite throwing down 10, 14 minute short films, just eviscerating Jake Gyllenhaal's life. And putting down another music video directed by Blake Lively, once again eviscerating Jake Gyllenhaal's life through Miles Teller, going on SNL, doing 10 minutes of All Too Well, getting a standing ovation, obviously, being funny in, an, in one of those viral videos they did with Pete Davidson and those three guys, just over, just dominating the news cycle for like five days with, just, with an album that came out a decade ago. Yeah, like, it's just ba- more or less term, the same. Use the term of the stands. To use the term of the stands, your faves could never. Your faves <laughs> could never. There's 30 songs on this album. 30, like there's a message at the end that makes it 31, but 30 songs. There's only what? Well, I guess there's eight of them are supposed to be new. Two of them are songs. She literally was writing so many hits in this period of her life where she wrote songs and said, I don't have use or space or this doesn't fit within the musical albums i'm writing right now where she literally gave songs to other artists and those artists went on to win like grammys with these songs fucking better man she re-recorded it and and made a better version of it because it's her own song it's better it's songs she was like Like, and that's all due respect big town sugarland is awesome i love sugarland like Stuck on you, like other songs like that. I fucking love Sugarland. Sugarland, legends in their own right, but not quite to Taylor Swift's like level. But still, like she has songs that she just said, "Okay, I wrote this song. This was for this period of time in my life. I'm just gonna put this on this album as an extra bonus for my fans, and it's an awesome song." 
And then all the other songs she just threw in. Such a legend. The only thing, the only song she clearly didn't try on the re-record is if you listen to the um, uh, "We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together." She absolutely. That's fine. That's so. Which is great. That's great. That song stinks, so it's fine. That's That's fine. Totally fine. She poppy junk. It's poppy junk, and that's not what we're about. Girl at home. We could go on forever and ever. But Taylor Swift, Nick Cannon, Marilyn Person of the Week, Starlight Bangs. Yeah. I will say I love the moment I knew. And then Eric, Eric, you I, get demoted for coming on and trying to troll us and being like, "All too well is not that good." And then like no, fifteen no, hours later, fifteen hours later, being like, "Oh, I'm kind of seeing what's going on." Yeah, no shit. I watched the music <laughs> video and I was just like, "Okay, I get it." Like, and I was like, "It's a, the song is fine. It's a, it's it's okay." And then the I listened great. to it again and I was like, "Okay," because like ten hours yeah. later, when I'm like singing the song in my head, I'm like, "All right, I think now it's 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 great." Now were you were you, had you listened to the original version no, or like the original? Had no clue. Had no clue that that all too well was an original song. That's insane. like like that was it. That's well, the, it's a re-recorded. No, that's what I mean. Like when you made your judgment when you sent that text, was it based on the ten minute version or the? That was the, the first time I had ever heard that song, of any version. But like the re-recording of the what five and a half minute, six minute version. How long is the original version? I can't remember. I got it right here in front of me. Hold on. It's... <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. The TikToks and videos of the bars like blasting ever, or those songs with the girls like crying, hysterically screaming it are very funny. It's very... You should go to a Taylor Swift concert and see. I worked the two and uh, I worked the one in uh, DC. The people holding up the signs, like we all know. Oh my God, we were belting missing. those songs in Philly. I cannot wait for another Taylor Swift concert. That's going to be an absolute event. Point being, is a five and a half minute song originally. And I mean, it's a song about a girl getting her heart broken. She's pouring her heart no, out. Getting her heart destroyed by the monster. Destroyed. And, and not allegedly, Jake. Not allegedly. Come sue me. And the original version, this young girl's heart. Originally, the song is a read between the lines song about heartbreak. And then the 10 minute version is a read between the lines. No way. I'm going to give you all the actual details of why my heart was crushed. And then I'm going to make and a, it's video all part of a, song a girl who looks young video. like me and a guy who looks just like Jake Gyllenhaal or look, at least has the facial like Jake Gyllenhaal is a pretty good looking guy. I've been told I look like He's Jake handsome. Gyllenhaal He's on handsome. multiple, multiple occasions. Wow. He's handsome. So, that's, that's, I don't know what else. I don't know what you guys got for this award, but that's what I got. I was going to say, I feel like you and you and um, you and Banks, like, that has to be your combined one. That's, that's going to be Taylor's. I give Taylor. I'm assuming Banks has another one that you can go with right now. I do, but also, like, uh, I, I mean, I love Taylor Swift, but there's, there, I can't, I can't compare it to Taylor Smith. He deserves it. He does. Me? Anyways, yeah, you do. Thanks. Uh, anyways, uh, I'm just going to give it to, well, okay. I'm going to give it to Fat B and AC. Mm, Mr. Alex Carroll. These are my guys that are competing here in the Barso Classic uh, Championship. They qualified out of Whiskey Creek uh, three months ago to, to get the trip down here. And so I'm kind of leeching off of them and coming down here and watching them play. Uh, two rounds for qualification. They came up basically uh, a 10 to 12 foot birdie putt short of qualifying for the final round on the iconic number two Pinehurst course today. They came so freaking close and they battled their fucking balls off. Uh, I think there's 112 teams, top 46 got to advance and they finished basically, well, they, because they tried to make the putt that key birdie putt, he, he gassed it well enough to blow it past the hole where he missed the one coming back. 
because you know what's the point um but they were right there i mean they were right there they played their balls off but also like in, in t- like tagging them and also pinehurst as my pick because pinehurst is golf heaven and i know that's like what it's supposed to be and that's what the reputation is you don't appreciate it till you come down here and see it it's unfreaking believable like especially the cradle which rigs with golf uh barcelona golf and everything and the videos and the content you see out there you have you just cannot appreciate how fucking cool it is this little nine hole par three course built into a hill with a bar at the very top and music blaring and we had red zone going on sunday it's so freaking cool it's so freaking awesome and it's not necessarily the most affordable thing for a lot of people i understand that but like if you ever an opportunity to come down to pinehurst and just like do a handful of days and play some golf and like just hang out and just get the feel for this place. It's freaking incredible. It's golf heaven. It really is. It's incredible. That's my spiel. It's, I'm, I'm, it has looked amazing. It, I've had such a good time. The scenery, like I said, I don't feel like there's a cloud in the sky here. It's incredible. It's so incredible. Shout out to our guys, too, for getting that opportunity. They balled off. I mean, they balled out like, man, I'm heartbroken for them not not getting through, but they, they battled and it's, it wasn't easy to even to get to the point that they're at. So yeah. Proud of them. RDT. Um, I'll go. It's my daughter's third birthday in four. Wow. Wow. So yeah. three years ago tonight, my wife and I were having Chick-fil-A and she said, I think I peed myself and then said, Oh no, that's my water breaking. So wow, spent a couple your, hours. That's your wife. You're allowing you to share that story. Yeah. Do you hear that, Lauren? Yeah. yeah I just told that to that's thousands <laughs> of the listeners uh, hearing that. That was actually, um, actually audible. <laughs> oh yeah. She, yeah. She heard it. Um, yeah. So it's, it's, it's been a, uh, it's been a good three years, so it's going to be fun tomorrow. We're bringing in donuts for her, her daycare class. There you go. Will you play, be playing big booty? Yeah, I'm sure we'll be playing Big Booty. Um, her birthday party's on Saturday, so I'm sure that the Big Booty. She invite she's must still, have gotten lost in the mail. If you want to come, <laughs> gonna be there's a lot of Peppa Pig stuff going on, um, <laughs> and dinosaurs. Yeah, so we'll we'll, have, we'll make extra goodie bags uh, for you guys. We can do a live, nah. we'll do a live. Uh, we can do a, We can do a party recap from the uh, from the dining room. But yeah, good three years. Let's go. Any honorable mentions from anybody? I have one, if you guys don't have any. I have one. Go ahead. Jake, Jake Jones has some good movies, man. <laughs> Nightcrawler, Donnie Darko, End of Watch, Source Code, Never Love s- and Other Drugs, Jarhead, Bubble I Boy. Se- I haven't seen any of them. Oh, great movie. I They're literally really have not seen a single one of those movies. Not You've one. never seen End of Watch? You should watch End of Watch. Really I have good not movie. seen any of those. I saw why would Batman I, why Begins why? with his sister. You haven't seen Nightcrawler? No. Nightcrawler, it's on Netflix, really good movie. Um, also, if I wanted to watch a monster, I'd watch like Freddy Krueger, okay? Ooh. Got him. <laughs> Something with Mike Myers. Um, big week for mm-hmm. Scar. Big week, big week for Scar. <laughs> really big week for Scar. I actually am seeing to see if I've actually... Oh, I've seen The Day After Tomorrow, which is a horrible movie. Oh, I didn't see that. I did see that movie. Code, Code was good, too. Yeah. It was Jarhead. That's the only Jake The Day After Tomorrow movie. was okay. Oh, and I've seen Spider-Man Far From Home. I don't count that because he was just thrown in as a villain. Also, I think, I think her version of Red was, is, is very good on this album. Mm. It's good on the last album, too. 
Yeah, I'd li- I like. I like it. I like Taylor's right. I didn't commend him for that, but "Girl at Home" is another great song. Great song. I know. It's gotten better. Yeah, for the, for the when I looked at it on Spotify and I saw thirty songs, I went. I like was like Jesus Christ. I can't. I can't do this tonight. Like I, I, I feel like I have to say something because the Barstool World was talking about this Whitney Houston versus Taylor Swift conversation, and it's the most ludicrous conversation that's ever had. Like no one is saying Taylor Swift has a elite singing voice. That's never what Taylor Swift has been about. She's got a good singing voice, great singing voice. She has different styles, but it's been about the songwriting. It's been about the talent. It's been about the artistry. She has been writing bangers literally over, like, maybe multiple hundreds. Like, it might be up to multiple hundreds at this point. Between, what, 10 albums? Nine albums? 10 albums? If you, I mean, I mean. It's Who the hell knows how many albums it is at this point? Mad, mad respect to Whitney Houston and a lot of people with great singing voices, but they are not writing as many songs as Taylor Swift that are absolute hits. Well, that's the thing. Was, was the conversation the conversation with singers, right? So there were they going by just straight up voices? Because that's the thing. It's like when well, now it's it's semantics. semantics. This is all semantics. Yeah. And what, it's, it's, it's a conversation that's like not even what the conversation's about. Like it shouldn't like, be because again, it's like who cares who's the better singer? The better artist all time has to be Taylor Swift. Because, of, again, because of everything you said. Like, you could say Whitney Houston's a better singer. That's fine. She's a great voice. Like, I don't think Taylor Swift has an awesome voice by any means. It's a good voice. I it's don't think like, any of her biggest fans would even say that she has a top-tier voice. But it's yeah. not about that. It's no, never no, been about that. Them would say that. It's all it's the logistics and semantics it's of the conversation. It's never been about that. No. It was never. It was never. Let me tell you what, because we did show respect to Whitney Houston because we're honorable guys. She as, deserves mad respect. I don't. I don't want to. There is. She has an insane run in the mid eighties. Like of an, insane, she does. an insane. She's all time. She's all time. An insane run. I want to dance with somebody. <laughs> what I saw. Um, yeah, Taylor Swift. Shout out to Swift. And speaking of your family, Eric, I do have to shout out your sister for getting me the album for 24 hours. She was she was not happy that she said she didn't get any credit. So she's what getting happened? credit right now. She's okay. getting an honorable mention of the Nick Cannon Medley Maryland Person of the Week. She, she, she will not listen, but I, I will pass it she along. She will not listen. She will not listen probably, but that's okay. She gets credit. She gets credit for, for getting us the album a little bit early. Um, I, I don't know how, but I don't. Uh, that's it, guys. Um, Coach K goes unscathed in this one. We'll see how we'll see how that develops. Paul Banchard did play tonight, so yeah, they they eked out a win over Gardner Webb. Good yeah. for them. So make sure you gotta them. get those gotta them. get those wins in your last season any way you can. Happy okay. for them, yeah. fucking scumbags. There ha- and there and, and there you have it. Him and Crosby oh, oh. thrown in jail. Banks is gonna spend. Oh the- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Banks is going to spend another 24 hours at Pinehurst. Me and Eric will be here holding it down. I'm going to the brewing company. The Pinehurst Brewing Company is unbelievable. Yep. Woo. We'll, let you, we'll let you go. Thread Level Midnight for all your um, XV2 merch. Follow us on social media, XV2 Podcast, Twitter, Instagram, E-D-I-T-T-I-22. I've gotten so good at saying that. You follow know, right? on Twitter. I'm, you can follow Barstool Banks. You follow me at Taylor Smith 10. Go to Jimmy Seafood and have food. Buy sunglasses from fed thrill support all your local businesses and we'll see you next time on the x2 podcast presented by jimmy seafood